moving your career further faster. That's the mission behind Cascading Leadership. Each week, we're bringing you stories of women, immigrants, members of the global majority who have risen to the ranks of senior leadership in the world of business. Get ready to gather the insights of some of the world's best business leaders and apply those to your career. If you're interested in sales and marketing effectiveness, organizational effectiveness, talent strategy, DEI, or HR tech, tune in. We're going to share with you what they don't teach you in business school. Welcome to the show. No one becomes a success all by themselves. That's something that we all know is true. Unfortunately, when we're looking at the sales and marketing functions, oftentimes for members of the underrepresented communities who work in those functions, we often feel like we're out on an island. In this conversation, we're going to cover the importance of allyship, what you need to do to be an effective ally some of the steps that you can take to become an ally, and then how allyship actually plays a role in creating a diverse and inclusive culture. Let's talk about the importance of allyship in general. If you're looking at creating a environment that's inclusive and diverse, this is one of the gaps that exists within sales and marketing organizations, and I feel it's important to call it out. Often these functions tend to be pretty siloed and competitive. And what the impact is that for those of us who are from underrepresented communities, we're often left feeling like we're on an island and have to figure stuff out. There's always this tension within these functional groups and between these functional groups where it's not nearly as collaborative as it could be. That needs to change, especially if we're looking at maximizing the skills and perspectives of our diverse communities that work within our organizations. So what are some of the things that you can do to foster an environment that's more aligned with being an effective ally? You need to have a level of empathy that allows you to see the world from someone else's perspective than yours. I think that's a central component of creating these cultures is start with empathy first. Then you need to create and build the capability to be an active listener. The idea is to listen to create space and activate your curiosity so you have an understanding of what that other person is dealing with. You need to be committed to learning about that other person and their experiences, and that's going to help you take a different perspective and become more of an effective ally. There's an action component that's associated with it as well. One of the ways that you can be an effective ally is if an initiative is being presented where there's a point of view that needs to be expressed or there needs to be an opportunity where someone else is given a chance to get the visibility that they need. If you're a member of the majority, you should be intentional about clearing space or advocating for those members of the underrepresented community to take the lead on topics that are relevant to those communities. So those are some of the ways that you can demonstrate your ability to be an effective ally. And please don't call yourself an ally. It's not something that you label yourself. It's something that you earn through your actions. What are some of the practical steps that you can take to be a more effective ally? You certainly need to do some of that self-work and educate yourself. You need to listen and validate what you're hearing from the members of the underrepresented communities around you. Don't 
take a defensive posture when somebody is sharing their perspective on something that happened. You need to be intentional about taking that in and asking questions and seeing how you can modify some of your behavior that would lead to better outcomes. You certainly, as a member of the majority, should be taking opportunities to speak up. Oftentimes, members of the underrepresented community are unwilling to speak up because it creates tension within the organization that can potentially further isolate those members. So you have a responsibility to act on their behalf, and that's one of the things that you need to recognize. Everybody has varying degrees of privilege, and you need to exercise that privilege in activating your advocacy for other people that don't have the privileges that you do. Make sure you're holding yourself accountable. Everybody needs to operate from a position of recognizing their biases and mistakes and giving each other enough grace so that we can move forward. When you do all of these things, you're actually going to create a workplace culture that encourages allyship, and that actually has a lot of benefits for the organization. You're naturally going to create an environment that is more inclusive and welcoming for those diverse communities. You're going to have increased employee engagement. So the more diverse a workforce you have, the more engaged the employees are going to be, the more included those employees feel, the more engaged they're going to be. And then obviously this has some retention and turnover implications as well. If you're looking at fostering innovation and creativity, this needs to be a central part of how you drive that forward. Because when the members of your team who are from underrepresented communities feel like they have a voice and feel like they'll be heard and understood and that their ideas are going to be actually advocated and pushed forward, that's when you really start the engine of innovation that you need to have as an organization. This doesn't happen overnight. It will take time. And the key thing that you need to look at or understand is that over time, this is going to enhance your reputation as an organization. When you're looking at solving the issue of underrepresentation that exists within sales and marketing, and especially accelerating the careers and creating an environment that is conducive to the success of underrepresented communities, allyship has to be a central part of what you're doing as a member of the majority to create that environment. By putting these things into practice, you're creating a much better environment and you're actually driving more positive business outcomes. And that's something that everybody should be in favor of. Hopefully this conversation is useful and you find some ways to go ahead and put this into practice. If you liked what you heard, tell a friend. Until next time, we'll talk more. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cascading Leadership. We hope you enjoyed the story as much as we did. Make sure you subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast player. Follow us on YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, reach out to me at jim at cascadingleadership.com. Tune in next time for another great episode that will help you move your career further faster.